Greetings, and welcome to a special edition of the Loaded Cart Podcast. Join Paul, Daniel, and their occasional guests as they talk about the things that they love and hate about video games and the gaming industry. In this special edition, we talk about the Sony press conference from E3 2016. Flawless victory. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome once again to the Loaded Card Podcast, Sony E3 edition. I am Paul of What's Paul Playing Today, and with me as always is Dan, otherwise known as Chop the Viking. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going, man? Um, I'm less tired than yesterday, surprisingly, since I'm running on less sleep. <laughs> you you are getting accustomed. That's depressing. <laughs> so uh, I'm just gonna come right out and say it. Sony blew everybody else out of the water. Yeah, like so it wasn't even a contest. There was the Sony press conference is probably the only one that I would recommend people go and watch the entire thing. Yeah, I, I mean, listen to what we, we have for our summaries, uh, and if this doesn't convince you to go watch it, I don't know what will, but seriously, go watch it. Yeah, so the much like Ubisoft, it starts off with a musical number with a live performance. And... Except. There's an entire symphony sitting in the front playing music with this crazy conductor uh, playing. And like the conductor is super into the song. Like he's, he's, you know, going to town. Like he, he clearly loves his job. You know, he's, he's enthusiastic, which is awesome. Um, but like there's a symphony, there's like a full male chorus. There's a crazy woman with a drum who grunts a lot that Paul found very disturbing. Oh, it um, was it was great. Like how how is how is Grunty Growly? I'm going to call her that from now on. How is she not shitting herself laughing at how ludicrous she sounded? Because she is a professional. So are, well, no, we're not getting paid, are we? <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but you know, she is probably getting paid at least a couple hundred dollars for that one performance. So for that hour, she's getting paid at least one hundred and fifty dollars, probably just um, just based on union rates from the uh, AFM. An extra seventy five because it was ninety minutes. Oh no no no! Because that's that uh, one hundred and fifty is for a two and a half hour long performance. Okay okay, and that's and that's the minimum they can be paid. Okay, that's good. And, and then every 15 minutes longer than two and a half hours, they get an extra chunk of money because unions. Unions are pretty sweet sometimes. But, anyway. But yeah, that orchestra, you you did ask me earlier, he's like, man, how much did Sony pay for I this did. orchestra? Like, and the, like, the answer is between $130 and $150 per person in that orchestra. Yeah, like the first thing I, I've got written in my notes when I was, I, I just come home. I'm not exactly feeling the greatest. Uh, obviously, I'm exhausted from this whole week. And the first thing I wrote is how much money did Sony piss away on this orchestra? Because I wouldn't have it at that point. And they slowly won me over as the thing mm -hmm. went by. But yeah, that's that's quite a chunk of change. Yeah. And however, the first song they played was really weird because it sounded to me like a final fantasy song like it there were just parts of the song that to me like i wrote that this song has nobuo metsu's 
fingerprints all over it. Like mm -hmm. there's just some of the ways that the instruments layered together that is like very, very classically sounds like him. But apparently it's the theme song for the new God of War game. And it looks, in, in fact, um, that particular theme song for the new God of War game that they played dovetailed into the God of War trailer. And it wasn't a trailer. It was it, it was, was a live God gameplay experience. Gameplay demo. Yes, it yeah. was the what looks like the opening of the next God of War game, which which is God of War. It's just called God of War. They basically, they basically is, John Ramboed it. Yeah, it's it's God of War Viking style. <laughs> it, it basically he's going to go kill the Norse gods now. Yeah. I loved the reveal. Like you, you heard Kratos' voice and I I having not played any of the God of War games more than about 20 minutes, I didn't recognize his voice. Yeah. And then he steps out of the shadows to talk to well uh spoilers I guess. I don't know. His son. Um it was really cool. Whole live but, play gameplay demo, just great stuff. But it's obviously a new son. Yes. I because mean, you know his you find out in the first God of War game, spoiler, 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 that his uh, son, wife and son have been killed, and that's why he goes on his rampage and murders all of the Greek gods. Is it really a spoiler if that's the catalyst for the game? Shh. Yes. <laughs> right. Uh, but, but it was weird to me because like, I didn't immediately recognize the voice, and I've played the first two God of War games, but I never played the third one. So I don't. Voice. one of the things that I was questioning, because the, there's a big giant troll that actually specifically mentions Valhalla, mm -hmm. um, and I didn't know if maybe this was Kratos is dead, and he, this is his actual son, and he is in Valhalla, with his Maybe. son and but but i don't know like and they don't there's definitely not enough information in this trailer but it seems to th say that he is alive but i don't know well, if yeah, the end of god of war 3 he dies or not i don't know either but yeah I, i've never played it so i don't know but it, it, it seems to me that he'd be alive because where is his wife if that's the case like they, they don't make any mention of her beyond the fact that she she taught the son how to hunt yes so i or at least there, the mother. They didn't say anything about his wife. So yeah, they, they didn't Shrug. say anything. There's who we don't know. Uh, yeah, but it was a cool little thing, and it, like he basically in the little demo, he's teaching his son how to hunt, how to fight too. Yes, but but mostly how to hunt because he screws it up because his his <laughs> wife or his the kid's mom. Yeah, I don't know if they were married. Uh, the kid's mom. Taught him how to hunt, but never had him kill the animal. So he did all the tracking, but the mom did the killing. Uh, yeah. I, I, and what I really thought was kind of cool was that the combat was as kind of varied. It, whereas before you had the his his uh sword, uh chain swords. I don't I don't know how else to say that. Uh, he's you're fighting with an axe, you're fighting with fists, you're kicking yeah. the shit out of the troll in any way, shape, or form. Like this, this is just a savage balls out fight yeah the uh the cool scene was when he was fighting the two smaller things and he throws his axe at one and like pins it to a wall and kills it with the axe and then runs over and just beats the shit out of another one with his hands like just his bare hands it was great and uh yeah like it's like okay this is i can dig this i can dig this <laughs> i love the part where the kid's like a total fuck up and shoots kratos in the chest <laughs> and then he just kind of is like you hesitated. Yeah, like, what the shit, just, kid? 
And he's just like, it was looking at me. And it's like, that's not an excuse, you know? It's yeah. Like, and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Don't be like, sorry. Be better. Yeah. My my notes are, like, at that point, are parenting lessons. Yep. Like, LOL. Like, because <laughs> that's, that's, he's basically giving, you know, hard knocks parenting lessons. The cool part was, like, there was a scene where he, like, helps his son aim the bow at the, yeah. at the stag. And, like, and that was the one really aiming cool. it. That was pretty neat. Yeah. You're the one moving um, radical around. Yeah. So, then the the cool thing that I I noticed towards the end of this was that like holy crap, the orchestra is live orchestrating the soundtrack to this playable demo like, which was like holy moly that was yeah, that's like, really how do they, awesome. If they if they miss one beat, they're mm-hmm. they've completely fucked it. And what I really uh, what you pointed out afterwards because I didn't I didn't really notice any other games that had this particular thing. But because I know because on the on the right hand side, if you go and watch the uh, the GameSpot video, on the right hand side, they've got the gentleman playing the game, a view of his uh, his screen as well as the live screen on in the middle, and the view of the orchestra. So you can see that it's alive playing the the music for the, the no that that screen is was not the guy's screen while he was playing. So it was in the bottom right corner was the guy playing, mm-hmm. in the middle. Uh, like of the three panels so there's the bottom right the middle right and the top right and yep. the middle right one was the conductor mm-hmm. and the screen in front of the conductor uh, so he is giving cues okay, okay. he's got musical cues to go with the then, gameplay yeah and then the top one was various different camera shots of the orchestra gotcha. playing okay. the, the different stuff as as stuff went through which was really cool um and we didn't say it yet and i really want to say it because like it was just a really awesome moment for me like the Violence. conductor was bear mccreary who is also the composer of the the theme to the new god of war game and like I love Bear McCreary's music, and so I was super excited to see him. And like I, I mentioned to Paul, like all oh, you know, kind of holy shit, it's Bear McCreary, yeah. and he's just like, I have no idea who the fuck that is. And then I was like, okay, you know his music, like I know you know his music. Um, just for laughs, let's go through a list of his titles. Yeah. So, so the title that I referenced, which is where I first encountered Bear McCreary, was the newer Battlestar Galactica series. Like the the stuff that that happened that had all like the crazy religious stuff in it, the one that people consider is the actually good Battlestar Galactica, yeah. um, and like it was really cool because it used lots of crazy percussion and like tuned percussion, which you know is always sounds awesome. But absolutely, like then he's gone on to do a lot of other cool stuff. The most thing people are going to know is going to be The Walking Dead. Like yes. he has done the music in every episode of the walking dead and the theme yes and the theme but now, but very importantly like all of that crazy tension building music that you hear when you're watching the walking dead like that bear. is all bear mccreary like he is amazing at what he does now what i really thought was kind of cool is um it, it's likely that people who are listening to this podcast also have seen the angry video game nerd and if you've watched the episode of angry video game nerd of the nerd soul christmas he also composed that the music for that episode. And apparently he and James Rolfe are friends because he also acted and did the music for the Angry Video Game Nerd movie. And he also he, he get he had a little part as a zombie in the Angry Video Game Nerd movie. So if you watch that, that's all Bear, Bear McCreary's music. Oh. He's also done a whole bunch of other stuff. 
the Defiance video game, the television show Eureka, the television I, show Daybreak, the Cape, Caprica, which is also the Battlestar Galactica yeah. spinoff, Constantine, Defiance, Da Vinci's Demons, Black Sails, yeah, Damien, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Outlander. Yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Outlander were the ones I was really surprised also about, like, because... You know, I didn't. I don't watch Agents of Shield, but it's just kind of like, whoa! I didn't realize he did the music for that. That's kind of cool. It's an and then, show. And then Outlander is like, you know, a really popular show right now because mm-hmm. lady porn, essentially, it's sexy men in kilts. It's I mean, right up Bailey's alley, apparently. Yeah, there you go, Bailey. <laughs> of Hops and Heroes fame, plug, <laughs> plug, anyway. plug, plug. <laughs> Uh, the next bit, there's no release date for God of War just yet, so no. uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, the next bit was Sean Layden coming out, and oh, there was a very... The one last thing about God of War, like, there was, a, I think, a really important thing that was said at the end of the trailer, where mm-hmm. Kratos tells his son that this is a new beginning. So it sounds like there's going to be probably at least th- two more God of War games after this, because everyone loves trilogies, right? So sure. two two more probably viking themed god of war games and the theory that a lot of people have is that eventually the sun is going to take over like that's the a couple of things that i've read is that you know it's going to be a passing of the torch from kratos to his son wouldn't surprise me probably by the end of this game but we don't know like you know again we know nothing except for this tiny little bit of gameplay footage that they showed that is actually really worth watching absolutely I mean, even if you don't watch the the Sony E3 presser, watch the gameplay trailer for for God of War. It was great. Yes. Uh, next up was a uh, Sean Layden, and um, uh, it was a very somber moment. He came out and did a very tasteful tribute to the Pulse tragedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had a moment of silence. It was a very, a very little moving bit of experience. Um, but uh, much as my heart, and I'm sure yours, goes out to the people of Pulse, I'd like to continue without doing too much for that uh the next step was a trailer for days gone a kind of a post-apocalyptic wilderness survival with a biker protagonist yeah like that's that's all you see at this point like they actually do a gameplay demo later in the show but like at this point they just show you a trailer and you kind of get this this you know guy on a motorcycle talking about being a drifter slash bounty hunter slash mercenary and it was and, a quick hit, maybe like a you minute. Know and a half. It's, you know, it's a post-apocalyptic game, and it, you know, and then you get kind of nothing else. So it's like, it's like, yeah. okay, my my curiosity is peaked, but yeah, but I mean, we don't know anything now. This is where Sony goes into the gauntlet of trailers. There's like a half dozen trailers that are maybe a minute, minute and a half, where you don't get much gameplay, you don't get much footage, but they give you teasers. It's yeah. really nice, and and yeah, this this is where what we were talking about earlier, where Sony really. They, they, shines in this is that absolutely. they i i kind of went back and and wrote back at the top of my notes that like this is where sony nailed the press conference because mm-hmm. they know that as an audience we don't want to hear developers and and corporate people standing on stage making stupid jokes yep. what we want is a shit ton of trailers and gameplay footage of of things that we're excited about and release dates 
and we just want things to be just boom, 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 boom. Show us, show us the goods, basically. It's, you know, that's what the audience wants. I and, had in my notes, I had a stream of consciousness note taking going on. And in the middle of one of the games, like two games down, I had back to back trailers. Sony knows no one gives a fuck about talking. Yeah. Like the 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 thing that was interesting to me is that there's a moment that we'll get to in a little bit that was probably the most time spent by any individual on stage. And it was maybe three minutes tops. Like there's there was a dude that came out on stage, was there for a couple of minutes, said like, I want to show you my new game and walks off and then trailer. Oh, it, it is it is honestly probably the best portion of Sony's experience. And it is late in the game. It's like maybe the last um, portion right before the gameplay of Days Gone. So yeah. we'll get to that in a few minutes. Uh, so then after Days Gone, they immediately launch into a trailer of The Last Guardian, which is going to be released October 25th. And it's uh, a, a game about a boy and his dog slash dragon thing. Like, If, if you watched uh, my, my E3 coverage from last year on What's Well Playing Today, uh, The Last Guardian was essentially quote-unquote debuted mm -hmm. uh, last year. But the thing of that is that it's been in development hell since PlayStation 2. Mm -hmm. And then they did another trailer for it for PlayStation 3 this year. And now it's going to come up for PlayStation 4. I, I, just, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of cringing because look what happened with Duke Nukem Forever. Yep. Scope creep, man. It sucks. Look, look what happened to Colonial Marines. Yeah, yeah right. Don't remind me. I didn't play it. I don't want to play it. Anyway, next and up was next sorry, was an interesting game. Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn. They they gave more. They gave, like last year. They gave uh, some stuff about this as well. And once again, we don't have a release date, unfortunately. It's a third person kind of uh, primitive humans versus machines uh, type of game. Yeah, play. like they don't they don't explain a lot, and I'm kind of hoping they do. Uh, eventually but yeah it's a, like a primitive human society that does have some advanced technology in its weaponry to deal with these machines but basically yeah. all the the large animals on this planet have been replaced by robots somehow like they call them machines but yeah they're, they've been replaced by robots but there are still small animals because there's a couple of rabbits in the trailer like yep. just hopping around was it a trailer because it seemed like live gameplay what, just what, by what the way it was going yeah, okay yeah, it's a, it's I don't know if it was live gameplay, but it's a gameplay trailer. Yeah. So there was a lot of cool uh, traps you can use to your advantage. Like she was, the the protagonist was fighting a uh, a big baddie spider that was jumping around, and uh, she basically used a gun to a, a kind of cool crossbow gun to tether it to the ground, like three or four shots tethered it to the ground completely. Yeah. It was really neat. Yeah, and and like so, it's yeah, it's a third person action RPG. Uh, and I say RPG just because I saw uh, like there's a Bioware style dialogue wheel. Yeah. When she when she runs into some random dude, uh, and and the other thing I had that was of note was like that there's mounted combat because she, mm -hmm. you know, tamed this robot, basically, boar thing. I yeah. don't know, boar cow moose, and then uh, rode it around. It was kind of neat. Uh, I, I liked the trailer. That it looked like it was going to be a lot of fun. Uh, they didn't say whether or not it was exclusive. They didn't say anything much about really a release date or anything. They just showed us the gameplay and moved on yep. uh, to one of the games that I was kind of hyped for. Did what did you think of this? Uh, Detroit be become human. I am curious. Like again, like 
I'm I'm curious because so basically it's a sci-fi cop drama game from yep. the looks of it where you're trying to like you play a hostage negotiator who happens to be an android. Yeah. So a synthetic human. Um and the kidnapper holding the girl hostage is also an android. And you're trying to save the girl and in the trailer it shows him fail but then it's several times it shows him go like what it looks like is it shows him go back and then re-get information and then like I mean I don't know if it has a time travel aspect to it where you just keep going back and redoing it but there are like 500 different endings it feels like that they show off in this video and and Mm -hmm. that's just really crazy uh, and so I'm curious to see if it's actually like a, a time travel investigation, like, oh, I missed it, must have missed something and then go back and then yeah, try yeah. and find the clues that you missed. But I don't like it didn't tell you enough. It just it showed you this montage of investigating and trying to save the girl over and over and over again with different outcomes. Yep. Folks, this is a running theme of place of uh, Sony's conference is that you get a lot of teasers, you get a lot of things to wet your whistle, but not enough to actually get set your thirst. Uh, what I liked about um, uh, Become Human was that it made a big deal of the con- consequences of actions. So you make mm-hmm. choices and you deal with those consequences, which is what was exhibited by all of those deaths of uh, Connor. I think his name was Connor, wasn't it? All the deaths of everyone, like really, yeah, everybody dies in that freaking trailer at least once. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then up next was a really, really weird trailer. It was creepy as hell, wasn't it? Yeah. So they, they basically they're like, they just flash up a thing that says like full PlayStation VR experience. Mm-hmm. This is a gauntlet of PlayStation VR games, by the way. The next uh, like half dozen titles are PlayStation VR. Please well, on. this is the first one that they do. Yep. And and basically it's a dude waking up in this like creepy rundown old house. And it says some there's some note that says something about like before the kitchen that yeah. I I miss because I'm not a fan of this series of games, so I don't This, this is uh, completely new to the series. So you didn't okay. miss anything. And and then some smartass in the audience yells like, "Oh no, not the kitchen or something like that!" Like, yeah. <laughs> the, the it was pretty are, good. The trolls are out in force. I love it. Um, yeah, but yeah, so it, it very very quickly established itself as a first person VR horror game, which is like, okay, this this is cool. It's very very creepy. This guy's exploring this rundown house. He gets basically but, told that he needs to leave, or they're going to yeah. kill him. He gets a and, phone call immediately upon waking up and it says, you've got to get out of there or they're going to kill you. Yeah, and it's just like, keeps ramping up the whole horror thing. So it's like, okay, this is kind of creepy. This is cool. I don't think you actually ever see, I think you get face. like, a well, you get like a, a glimpse of, I think something moving through a doorway at one okay. point in time, moving past the doorway, but I don't think you ever see anything. Nope. Like you just hear weird shit and, uh, and yeah, and, and bugs and very all- tense, very dark, very mysterious, and just it, it left you with, what the hell is this? Yeah. And then it it comes up with this huge reveal of yeah, just boom, Resident Evil Seven. Yes, it was, <laughs> it was awesome, and, and it's and it's coming out on October thirteenth, twenty sixteen, for PlayStation VR. I I saw the. The release date in the trailer said thought it said January twenty fourth. 
of 2017. Huh. Well, one of the two's right. Fuck it. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll have to double check that. But uh, yeah, like it's. I don't know. That was what I thought I saw on it. But I, I could be. So the, I'm sorry. That's a PlayStation VR note. Is that the VR is coming out on the 13th? My bad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. But yeah, that Resident Evil Seven is uh, January 24th, and. I'm actually kind of curious about the branding that they put on it because it said, you know, Resident Evil 7 and the 7 was built into the evil of yeah. Resident Evil. Um, but then underneath it, it said Biohazard, which I know is the Japanese name for the for Resident the Evil series. Yeah. But I'm wondering if that is a subtitle for this game. Like, I'm also... Or or if it's just like, hey, Japanese people, this is Biohazard 7. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm so also you wondering if they're completely rebooting the franchise considering the direction they're taking with the vr maybe because the the original title of the first game was just biohazard that would be a good way to reboot it or to start like a new yeah a new the or whatever um uh, and then so after this what i thought was a really cool fucking moment is that the uh like one of the directors of sony walked out but the uh it was the same guy the entire time. Okay. And the uh, orchestra started playing the Mars theme for the, by Gustav Holst, which, yeah. like, to a lot of people, sounds surprisingly like the Imperial March from Star Wars. Yep. But that's because that's where John Williams got the yep. uh, the inspiration for, for the Imperial March was Imperial from March, yeah. the Mars theme. So Sean Layden is the speaker the entire time. Okay. Uh, yeah, so he comes out, and this this is one of the two times where there's, you know, he's maybe on the stage for 90 seconds tops, yep. Yep. like maybe. I think he's uh, got a total of six minutes of screen time. Yeah, it's it's crazy how short he's on stage, which is awesome. Uh, but yeah, so he comes out, and he's like, hey, PlayStation VR is coming. We are really excited about it. We're launching on October th 13th is when it's going to launch. It's fully compatible with the current PlayStation 4. Like you don't need a new console; it'll just it's gonna work with your PlayStation Four. Uh, there will be fifty games by the end of the year that support it, and here are trailers for some of them. It's gonna be three ninety nine. Goodbye, and like walks off the stage. And immediately it jumps into the next game, which is called Farpoint. Yes. Uh, it it is a first person uh, space exploration shooter. Uh, you immediately come out. You're holding a gun, kind of looking around. You can see that there's a hollow site. And there, there's a lot of, did you notice a lot of gun wiggle? Like the gun was wiggling around a little bit. Well, uh, there was a one point where he like, actually like looks at the gun. Yeah. He, he turn, rotates the gun. It's just so you can see like the branding on the side. And I'm like, I don't recognize the branding. Like it doesn't stick out for, yeah, for but, any game franchise. I, I'm talking about when he's like kind of, you know, got the gun pointed out. The the gun was like stuttering back and forth a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking because it was the, it, it flat said that the, the video was reformatted from in order to fit a an analog experience. So I'm thinking that's probably yeah. it. I'm hoping. It no looked really neat. A nice, nice alien exploration mm -hmm. game. And I think one of the taglines was uh, survivors always keep moving. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it got pretty hectic. And then one, then the next trailer was something that has made one of my friends like jizz his pants. Because <laughs> he, he owns an Oculus Rift and an HTC Vive. And he saw a, a leak of this trailer like last week. Yeah. And was like, oh my god, I have to have this. A Star Wars X-wing VR game, oh, and it's not a full game from the sounds like it. It's a X-wing mission VR mission 
for Star Wars Battlefront? I, I've got two notes here for this particular thing. It has the longest title in E3 award and the shortest trailer award. Yes. <laughs> it's Star Wars Battlefront X-Wing VR mission. Like, Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it was it was grand, a grand total of 53 seconds, I believe. Yeah. Barely um, anything. And then immediately after that is one of the... We hear Mark Hamill. Yeah. I thought he wasn't going to reprise this role. And it's Mark Hamill as the Joker. And the Joker is talking directly to Batman about his mask and the mask he wears. And eventually you become the person that you create and blah, 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 blah. And it's just like this little monologue from the Joker. And then they announced that Batman Arkham VR is coming out October of 2016. I'm pretty sure PlayStation just really loves October. Yeah. Well, that's when... That's when the VR comes out. That's when the VR comes out. That's when you want all of the shit to come out because then people have a reason to spend $400 on it. It is also exclusive to PlayStation VR. It will not work with Oculus Rift or Vive or Samsung. Yes. And uh, the, the friend of mine who owns those things like he's like oh well i guess i need an excuse to buy the psvr anyway so he's i'm pretty (laughs) sure he's gonna buy one which is probably just to play the x-wing stuff which is kind of funny um and then next which was really bizarre to see yeah the fact that final fantasy 15 is going to support vr on the playstation 4 sure will and it becomes a first-person game at that point, not a third-person game, which I was wondering how they were going to do this. And from the sound, like, what they trailer made it look like is you can only play as one character, which is uh, this character named, named Prompto. Prompto. Yeah. But I don't know how true that is. Like, but that's just what it made it look like. From what I saw, the text is plays Prompto exclusively on PlayStation. So I'm thinking that it's just that you can play as Prompto on PlayStation only, but you can still play as other characters. It kind of turned into yeah. a first-person shooter, really. Yeah, but and and it did have like you know they used the little crazy warp ability to teleport around, and mm-hmm. it was I don't know, it was interesting. It, it definitely did not seem like Final Fantasy at that point, which is kind of interesting because you know. They're trying to kind of rebrand themselves, I think, a little bit. Yeah. Instead of making just uh, the typical JRPG, they seem to be making an, a neat little action RPG. Yeah. Um, and so the next trailer they rolled into is probably the first one where I was like, this I is where I this. <laughs> so so this, this is the trailer where I said, okay, I was annoyed at Microsoft when they were playing trailers without telling you what they were. Yep. I was annoyed at Ubisoft when they were playing trailers and not telling you what they were beforehand. Yep. Sony made it work. Like, Somehow. Yeah, like each of these, it was just like, okay, I'm interested in this game. This is interesting. Like, I oh, that's, that's cool. That's what that game is. But this is the game where it made me go like, huh, I, I never would have considered this game if I hadn't seen this trailer today. Yeah, and, and they, they make it work because I think it's because of the rapid-fire nature. They, yeah. they, they they don't talk about it. They don't bullshit about it. They just, yeah. here you go. Here's trailer, 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 trailer. We'll yeah. talk to you later. So, so I want to explain what we saw before mentioning what the title of this game is because sure. that, that informs why this was impressive to me personally. Especially so, when you consider his track record of yes, hating on this franchise. Things that I, I say on this podcast, yes. Um, so... You start off on a spaceship. 
mm-hmm. plus one like sci-fi game i'm down um you are the captain of this ship uh and a giant space battle is about to break out so yep. you run down and jump in you know the equivalent of an x-wing like some you jump into some some personal spacecraft yeah some some spacecraft with a wingman like you have a you have a wingman it, it flying rio behind you uh and you and another ship fly off into this big giant space battle and you're heading towards an enemy capital ship and they're they're shooting around and and space dog fighting and you know everything looks really cool and then from there they're like okay we're gonna go board the enemy ship so they uh they kind of land the ships their little personal ships on the surface of the bigger ship and start making their way towards the bridge of the ship and at while they're there there's a bunch of you know people in zero g outside the things and they're they're shooting guns at each other which we mm-hmm. might have to make you know some suspension of disbelief of whether or not you can actually fire a gun in space um or how well you can fire a gun in space um not at all yeah well theoretically you could because the oxygen for the explosion could be contained it, within it the that bullet but yeah. still it, until, until i see it i'm not going to believe it anyway yeah. <laughs> and i don't think nasa's running that test anytime soon <laughs> probably not yeah, somebody <laughs> in a space suit is like how the fuck do i fit these fucking gloves in the goddamn trigger guard yeah um so uh yeah so so they get on the ship and they're they're making their way to the bridge and they're killing all these people and one of the cooler things that he did is they have like this little grappling hook where it like shoots out and hooks onto something and pulls pulls you towards it unless the thing is mobile in which case it pulls it towards you which is also kind of not how space works but well it was a good little takedown yeah but like we can suspend that disbelief for a minute just due to uh you know the the fact that the rest of it was actually really good so so grabs this dude by the spacesuit and rips the face mask off of his spacesuit and the guy just you know bah! and you know, yeah yeah freaks the fuck out because yeah he suddenly can't breathe uh so then they get to this this capital ship they put a bomb on the the window of the the bridge and they blow a big hole in the bridge and suck everyone out of it and basically just you know kill everyone by breaching the ship and then they get on the ship and take control and then fight their way down to a hangar and open the hangar and breach the entire rest of the ship, killing everyone else. Then they get back in their little ship and fly back. It was amazing. I really, this, yeah, just this a whole segment, it was like super, super cinematic and just crazy transitional stuff that all looked really, really good. And then they go, boom, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, November 4th. Yes. And this is where we we like, wait, Dan... I thought you hated Call of Duty. Yeah. And that was just Surprise like a straw man listener that I just made up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I would actually play that Call of Duty game. Right? I I, I, I kind of want it a lot. I, and and it's funny because me being me at this point was like maybe I'll wait until the next Call of Duty game comes out and then buy this one when it's $20 with all of its <laughs> DLC. <laughs> Good luck because they don't do that. The honestly the uh the Call of Duties have remained very expensive throughout this. And what they did afterwards, after they announced that uh, this Call of Duty Warfare is coming out on in November, they also announced a Modern Warfare remaster. If you pre-purchase it and play you can play the campaign 30 days before 30 days early on PS4. So 30 days before anyone else. 
the the interesting thing that I saw about with this one is like you know they show just a montage of scenes that have been redone from the uh, original Modern Warfare, and uh, Modern Warfare was one of the last couple of games that I played of the series. And my first thought, like seeing it, was like, that's soap. Yep. <laughs> and like you see him a couple of times, and like, yep, that's uh, that's definitely soap. Yep. And that's what then, you think about. Yep. And then it's just like, oh, cool. Modern Warfare Remastered. Not yeah. going to play it. Next. Probably not. <laughs> but if I want to play it, I'll go grab the 360 disc I have over there. The next one was a... Uh, oh, God. I can't remember the gentleman's name. Um, oh, shit. Sean something or other. Help me out here. No? All right. Sean Layden came out again and debuted the fact that uh, Crash is getting a remaster. Crash Bandicoot is coming back. One, two, and three remastered on yes. PS4. Yeah, Crash Bandicoot, Crash Bandicoot 2, and Crash Bandicoot Warped are all being remastered for the PlayStation 4. I don't and think they gave release dates for any of them, but they they're all being worked. <laughs> and Crash is joining the cast of Skylanders in Skylanders Imaginators. Huge, big, big Crash Bandicoot splash. And, you, and the big, 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 big thing about Skylanders is that you'll be able to create your own. This will debut in October 2016, and it Honestly, I'm not a huge Skylanders fan. I didn't. I thought we thought it was kind of a, a a good way to waste a lot of money, kind of like uh, collecting Magic Gathering games. But this looked pretty cool. Yeah, um, like I I love the idea of Skylanders. Like just you know, you have these basically you have these little action figures. If you are living under a rock and unfamiliar with Skylanders, uh, it, you have these little action figures you can buy and the action figures unlock characters. So there's a whole bunch of different characters you can play and they all have different abilities based on like elements, I think, that yeah. they represent. But you have a little portal and you put the action figure on the portal and it will summon that character into the game. And they have it. So it's all RFID kind of stuff, but yep. it saves the character information to that figurine. Mm-hmm. So if you go to a friend's house, you take you know, your favorite character with you and you literally just plop your little toy onto their portal and your character gets summoned into the game at its level and you can keep playing. Now, if you're not familiar with Skylanders and you are familiar with Nintendo's Amiibos, it's the same damn thing. Yeah. Basically. Or Disney Infinity is the other one that is now to... defunct. Yes. They they have a couple more things that they're releasing, but yeah, they're they're essentially not being made anymore. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah. What's next? So next, they oh yeah, in Skylanders uh, Imaginators, you can actually create your own character for the first time. I said that. Did you? I did. Oh. I thought Maybe we were good about it. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. I'm just fucking with you. What's next is even more of a big deal if you really like Legos. Yes, because the new Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens comes out. And the trailer was actually kind of funny. Like I laughed no. a couple of times. I like I, I I'm not a huge fan of, of Lego. I don't like the Lego games. I'm sick of seeing them. Like they can go away now at any time and I'd be okay. Mm -hmm. But if you really are a fan of them, if you enjoy the games, if you really want to play The Force Awakens, the demo is out right now. Go play it. It's fun, supposedly. And the game is out uh two weeks from Tuesday. So it's coming out in two weeks. Yes. But yeah, I mean, it looked it looked really good. Uh, there were some times where, I mean, there was some genuinely funny shit in the trailer. Yeah. And it was, was right. like, you know, it's Lego's little, you know, goofy sense of humor on top of the Star Wars stuff. 
and you know kind of breaking the fourth wall a little bit on uh star wars which was kind of funny now, um, now here's the only thing that i thought that sony kind of had a miss on i feel like bringing out andrew house didn't need to happen because this man that he introduced needs no introduction i think he did because i think it it made people just like it may not have needed to be that specific andrew house guy but because i don't remember who andrew house is like, i have no idea who the man is yeah i, I just and, don't think it needed to be done because the man who came down does not need an introduction and doesn't give a fuck about your lighted walkways yes yes he does not <laughs> um but i i think it was good because it made the i mean it would have made the crowd wonder either way but just the fact that like that he was important enough for someone else to come out and announce that he was coming out is kind that. of a, you know, like a, it, it's an honorific thing, I think, which is important. Important for, to the culture of yes. this man who and is Hideo Kojima came out at the Sony thing and the crowd kind of went berserk for it. It was a huge pop. It was yeah. a great big pop, and I think I loved the first words out of his mouth. Is like, "Hello, hello, everyone! I'm back!" Yeah, every, just huge applause. So, yeah, basically, he's like, "Hi, I'm back. I have a new game. Here's the trailer. Thank you," and just walked off the stage. And he ain't got time for your lighted floors. Uh, yeah. uh, the only reason I make a big deal out of that is because as Kojima's walking down. It, it, they made a big deal out of giving lighted paths or pathways for uh, Mr. Layden to step down. So he walked down these lighted pathways and he made time each time he stepped down with each step that was coming up on there. Kojima had the same thing. He started with it. Yeah. Like at the beginning, he was walking with it. And then I think he he's like, I get time like, for this shit. Yeah. Meh, let's keep going. I loved it. Like, I don't I, I got time for that. He just kept walking down, uh, greeted uh, yeah. uh, Andrew House, and then just said, hello, everyone, I'm back. And it was amazing. And the next trailer was also amazing. And I really want to play this because, I, if you recall from last year, Kojima was working with uh, one fan favorite on The Walking Dead, Norman Reedus. And the game's not dead. Uh, Death Stranding is out well, not out, but it, they, they yeah. made a really nice vague trailer. What did you think? It was very, very bizarre. But good, and, it's Kojima. Yes. But, like, it basically, like, starts camera starts panning over a naked dude on the beach. A naked dude has a naked baby in front of him with, like, some kind of cable, like, electrical cord coming out of its, where an umbilical cord should be. Yeah. And then baby disappears, and dude like hallucinates, like weird inky handprints on him, and then on the ground. And then you go, "Oh hi, that's naked Norman Reedus." <laughs> and the first thought in my head is, "Why do I see more than I ever wanted to have uh, wanted to see of digitized Norman Reedus's ass?" Yes, he has like grimy handprints all over his ass yeah. and all over him. It's pretty funny. Um, they did a great job rendering his face. I mean, oh, it, yeah, like you it was, knew exactly it, who that was. It was yeah, immediate recognition. It was just like, what is Norman Reedus doing in this game trailer? Like, it was just very weird. See, see I knew that he was doing a huge project with Kojima. In fact, he was supposed to star in the new Silent Hills, but unfortunately, yeah. it got canceled. So they did this game instead. Yeah, I did. I had no prior knowledge of this this working together of these two guys. So it was just kind of like really weird. 
and funny. It was uncomfortable. Like, the, the same time, amazing. Yeah. And then, as as Norman Reedus is standing up, and Paul is getting more uncomfortable by the fact that you know naked Norman Reedus is standing up, and you I get, just don't want to see balls. Yeah, but you see what looks like some kind of like almost cesarean style insect like incision scars in his stomach where a, like a baby or something was cut out of him yep and and then you see five things floating in the air out on the beach Humanoid and a bunch of figures that's all i could think of and a bunch of beached animals like, like whales and everywhere whales like and fish and, and fish and then and then it ends yep and all it and, said was death stranding a kojima productions game yeah, and then they're done. Yep, that was it. <laughs> and it cuts to the next trailer, which, which is by Insomniac Games. Which yeah, was like, hey, they're back. They're see. doing something, and, and it doing is awesome. Spider-Man PS4 apparently seems to be what it's called. Yep, it, it just hashtag Spider-Man PS4 was a thing. I think it's just Spider-Man. I don't know because I don't know if it's going to be multi-platform. They don't say anything about these. I really yeah. like that. The, the only thing that I liked about the other companies that I, I, I kind of felt that Sony was lacking, but at the same time not, was that they announced what yeah. platforms they were going to be on. Because they didn't yeah. announce anything about exclusivity with the exception of the PlayStation VR stuff. Yeah, but but at the same time, I don't think that was their job. Like, they, didn't, they don't care. Because it's no, like, yeah, fuck. if this comes out, if any of these come out for... Because you're going to assume that Star Wars Legos is coming out for everything. Sure, it's multi-platform. Star Wars, it's Star Wars Legos. But... They don't care. It's coming out for PlayStation. Who gives a shit if it comes yeah. out for anything else? Like that's their attitude, and and it works for this. No, no, I will say this: that Microsoft did the same thing. They didn't announce which which platforms it was going to be on, other than did. Xbox and Windows Ten, of course. But the other two companies, Bethesda and ETH and EA and Ubisoft, all three of them did. When I was like, I missed this. I want to know if it's going to come out in the platforms that I actually have. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things that I think is that for the most part. Microsoft and Sony did mostly exclusive content. Yeah, I think is so my, too. Is my guess. Uh, except for Legos because, yeah. What I, what I did like is that I did a little bit of research into it and uh, Spider-Man for PS4 is completely independent of the films. You're not playing as any of the protagonists from those. It You are playing as a completely different world Spider-Man. Like, no. I mean, it's still Spider-Man in New York, but you're not playing to worry about any of the franchise. So you're just playing the game to play the game. So it looks like it's going to be another success like Spider-Man 2, considering how amazing it looked. Nice. And then from there, they launch into basically the last thing in the show. Yeah. Which was the live demo for Days Gone. And it was which, amazing. Which went from my, I am curious about this game based on the trailer to, I really want to play this. This is the survival horror zombie game people have been looking for like yep. their entire lives, I think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because like I, I have a couple of jokes in here, like they're fast zombies. So for one, just we'll get that right out of the gate. It's it's fast zombies. I will like, also say one other thing. If you haven't seen uh, World War Z, if you want, and if you want to get a a feel of how this game is going to be, watch that because it is the same type of horde of zombies that World War Z had. The film, the Brad Pitt film, 
it yeah. was the same type of zombies. That's yeah, the struck that. Yeah, they're they're crawling all over each other and climbing up each other and getting like there are hordes of zombies by the end of this. Uh, my first joke though was he sees the first one and kind of goes ah shit, and uh, my my first reaction was like wow that zombie looks a lot like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Yes, I have in my notes here <laughs> like he's he's trying to rescue two dog from Gollum. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, it was, it was it was very 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 weird. Like um, he's trying to rescue two dog, then he's trying to kill two dog, and Gollum yeah, attacks him. I, and what the I, fuck? Where's the I, one I, ring? So so I don't like my impression is he's not there to save. Oh no no, no, it just was think, was a consequence. Yeah yeah, I I I got the impression by the end of it that he's actually bounty hunting two dog. Like, Absolutely. By the end of it, um, but. Yeah, there were so many zombies that he he had to run for his life, and like that's that's what looked really awesome about it. It was the fact that like it's not just like oh yeah, I'm gonna stand here and and man it out and you know kill all these zombies. Mm. Like dude ran his ass off and like shot a, f a whole bunch of them and ran and shot a whole bunch of them and ran and shot a whole bunch of them and ran and shot a whole bunch of them. Uh, like he shot to the point where I thought he had infinite ammo. Yeah. Uh, and there was actually a couple of really cool moments that they uh, they the zombies broke down a door, like yep. he, he shut like a big steel garage door, and and the zombies broke it down, and he had to keep running. And then the other one is like he ran across a little like bridge slash catwalk thing in in one of the dilapidated buildings, and he shot a whole bunch of zombies, and it was enough that the weight of the zombies like collapsed so, the yeah. bridge, which was kind of cool. Uh, and then yeah, the big climatic, climactic, uh, him coring himself. Um, yeah, on top of a uh, essentially uh, a, a crane. Yeah, like a big, like a, basically a crane or a silo or something. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, I felt, I felt like this guy's gonna die, and I kind of feel bad at this point. Yeah, and that, like you, you do wonder at the end of the trailer, like, how the shit is this guy gonna get out of here? Like he's he's probably not considering there there's zombies climbing up to him and zombies flying down a crane at him. Yeah, coming coming down the bridge that he had just killed a whole bunch of yeah the, yep killed a whole bunch of zombies on because because when when the the final one dies you're like oh man he made it uh uh no. he's, this dude's fucked so hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah it just it made that that game looks really good and i am looking forward to a release date for it and i really hope it comes out for something other than playstation 4 and like, sadly there's no release date yep no release date no console information on it that i know of yep, unless nothing. we potentially look it up um but yeah and then so after this they they follow this up with like a little ending montage like i don't even remember if the the guy came back out on the stage and was like you know hey it's over like, i think they just immediately launched into like here's all the games you saw today and it just shows like little blurbs of each like you know trailer like again little just little tiny blurbs and then and then it ended you're just like okay wow i just saw a whole bunch of shit in a really short period of time and it was all yeah. like really interesting yeah not only was it a short period of time it was an hour and 10 minutes less than most of the other conferences because most of the other ones were three hours this one was an hour and 49 minutes yeah it was it was super short at least, and it felt even shorter because yeah because it was actually good yeah there was nothing nothing slowing it down no people talking it was just a giant information dump 
yep. to a degree. Yep. That it was it was super good. Super good. Yep. And on the flip side, there's our next episode. Oh, yes. God. Um, the, 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 we have good news and we have bad news. The good news, the, it's going to be really short. Yes, the good news is that one, it's going to be the last one of these little spe- mini specials. <laughs> uh, and it will be really short. Really, so you, really short. Hopefully you aren't getting too sick of us by now. Uh, you probably then, are, but I don't care. And then the bad news is that it's Nintendo and holy shit did Nintendo's press conference like they shit of, the bed so hard they destroyed the bed and the bed is now shit yeah but anyway it, it, it was kind of I, I can't even say lackluster or mediocre like it, it was it wasn't uh, mediocre but yeah we'll but we will that. we will basically probably complain for 10 or 15 minutes and then tell and you cry. about the tell you about the two things that they revealed on their uh thing two that's uh, it what the fuck? Anyway, I'm going to cry and slip my wrists. <laughs> drink. Uh, Dan's going to do something, whatever the hell he does. If you want to take a look for us, you can uh, check us out at loadcrackgaming.com. You can email me at paulloadcrackgaming.com. You can email Dan at shop at loadcrackgaming.com. You can email us at podcastloadcrackgaming.com. You can check out Dan at at, at loadcart. You can check out me at, at paulcluel. If you want to leave us a five-star review, I'd be really appreciative. I might even give you a mage handy. If not, Please just leave a review. I don't care if it's five stars or not. We just really want to be able to get up in the lists. We just really appreciate it. Anything else from you? Nope. I think that about covers it. Well, fuck it. Here's some smooth jazz to play you out. Seriously, if you have a free hour, go into the show notes and click on the link and go watch this press conference because it is a thing of beauty and it won't feel like an hour and you will enjoy every second of it because all of the games look really good and the presentation is amazing. Just do it. Do it now.